0: Space, Final Frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Enterprise. It's five year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations,
1: to boldly go where no man has gone before. Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim. With me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. There? And Dr. Squee. Heading frequencies open, Captain. And obviously well, I'm sure everyone listening is aware of the news this week, but we're starting with very sad Trek news, which is the passing of Michelle Nichols. And so we're not doing what we were going to do, which was looking at Way of the Warrior. So that just, that's cursed, that episode. That just keeps yeah. getting knocked out. No, it's almost Something
0: like no one wants to ever cover that yeah, episode. We,
1: we will eventually, but we thought we'd take a bit of a look at a couple of horror episodes, as well as just generally talk about Nichelle Nichols, a horror, her legacy and everything like that.
2: I'm telling you, every time I go to put on Way of the Warrior, the Great Bird of the Galaxy swoops down and nicks the remote control out of my hand.
1: That's it. It's just, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I think we're
0: lined up for 163rd episode special of... There <laughs> you go. That's, that's even
1: better. Which,
0: as everyone knows, a 163rd episode is a major milestone.
1: <laughs> I, especially in the Klingon Empire, I believe. It's it's a big number Absolutely. For we're just waiting for the, the stars to align perfectly for that one. But... It, Fingers crossed. Next week we will we will cover <laughs> that one. But we wanted to talk about Michelle. one hundred
0: and sixty-three years old.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah so that's why
0: it's such a momentous number.
2: <clears throat> and you don't look a day over one hundred and sixty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we wanted to talk about Michelle Nichols a little bit this week, and obviously you can't move for tributes to us. So we don't presume to be able to say anything any better than anyone else did, or to add anything to the story.
0: But, I think all you could do is mirror what people are doing, which is quite a good opening for a ...Shell uh, Nichols, episode.
1: Yeah, yeah we're going to look at Mirror, Mirror, which we picked out because so we were trying to think of stand-out horror episodes, and as we talked about when we were looking at Strange New Worlds, really, the original series didn't really do character episodes unless it was Kirk or Spock and McCoy-like yeah. ones. Um, so, Maybe
2: a Scotty if you're lucky. Yeah, a little bit.
1: <laughs> that one where he turned into Jack the Ripper. Um,
2: and the one where they um, loved him <laughs> and they said, "Oh, at his advanced years, he was like 30
1: <laughs> Yeah, and yes. I think that was the Jack the Ripper once he murdered her, didn't he? And they were like, "Well, he wants Scotty." Oh, was, yeah, yeah, sorry. It was Jack the Ripper did it. That was it. so. There
2: is just that one episode. <laughs> yeah, just that one.
1: But um, there's no dedicated horror episode. But I mean she's memorable in in so many of them and the she character knows. itself so but we did pick and, and out mirror mirror because she gets to be badass in this one so i
2: don't want to throw it out there i think i was the one who first suggested mirror mirror and in my head i was thinking oh yeah she's all over that episode and i think it's such a credit to her acting and her performance and how striking she is in that scene where she um uh challenges sulu like the uh, mirror sulu mm. I picture just being all over the episode when I'm watching it. It's basically that scene in a couple other bits she pops up. There's even a bit where they go, It's like, yeah. right, I tell them to meet me downstairs. Ahura looks as if she's going towards, like, uh, joining him. She, it's it's Kirk just gives a good, like, no, you stay on the bridge. Come on. You want to yeah. be staying up here. Let the men talk. And it's just and
1: like, that. Was was something, that, that was something I, I did notice because we were watching this particularly with an eye on Ahura. She does get in many ways the most dangerous job in this episode because she's the one who's got to mingle with the the mirror crew, the rest of the crew constantly. whereas the rest of them get to hide basically and yeah there is that brilliant scene where uhura is about to say that she's scared and kirk kind of reassures her and it almost crosses that line that we were talking about last week with the hugging yeoman rand it It leans a little bit into, oh, you know, she's been a bit hysterical, pull it together. But I don't think it quite does cross that line. I think it it comes across as believable given how extreme the situation is. And she doesn't at any point say, I can't do it, I'm not up to it. She goes and she does it. And like I said, she does have the most dangerous role and it's never questioned that she's capable of it which in its own way is, or was at the time, quite progressive. So,
2: I mean, the story you two will both know, and it's been mentioned everywhere this week, but for the one person who hasn't heard it, it was actually Martin Luther King mm. at a party who persuaded Nichelle Nichols to stay on. I think it was for the third series, am I correct? Second. It was the second, was the was second. second
1: season. Yeah, she so it was done for the one. second
2: season, because she felt like after doing the first season, it's a great part, but they weren't really writing to her enough. And it was him who persuaded him to say, saying it's so important, such an important thing to see people yeah. of uh, all colours, creeds, sexes, mm-hmm. anything on the bridge there. We're all represented, and that's so important. And it kind of speaks to both their points this episode, because it speaks to how she should have had so much more to yeah. do in this episode. However, how powerful was her performance? And not just because she's black, not because she's a woman or everything, just because she's a bloody great actress.
0: A good actress
1: yeah she
2: is such a good actor that it feels like she has twice the screen time she does if i wasn't yeah. watching this looking for her a moment afterwards again i swear i would have said like, yeah she's alive that so she's got lots to do she does that thing on the bridge with uh sulu and then there's the other bit on the bridge with mm-hmm. sulu and then um then yeah. she's on that transporter at that point, and um, oh, when she was on the planet at the beginning, and just realised how little there is of her. Yeah, but
1: she's such a big presence; she's amazing. But I think it's the fact that she, it nothing's ever made of the fact when she steps up and does something out of the ordinary. She is just treated as another member of the crew, and
0: yeah, it, saying she's that not going, she's not getting sort like. Wow, that was amazing that you you were able to do yeah. that as a black woman. It's sort of like yeah, no, she's a staff officer
1: and she's doing a
0: job and she's yeah, and, and
1: that's all there is to it. Like saying this from a twenty twenty two perspective, people might be listening, thinking, "Well, of course she's treated like that. Why would she be treated any different?" And I think it speaks to how well done it was that it does feel normal right. to our eyes. And still have
0: the separation in
1: America parts of the. Some segregation. Of the at this time? I second, don't know yeah. I think to be was honest. More It, 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 end,
0: still it going ended on. in the sixties, but I'm not yeah.
1: sure. If it... I think it probably had ended, but there was certainly, you know.
0: If it had ended, it had only just ended. Yes. Yeah, the social there's change. Of, yeah,
1: there's so. There's still a
0: lot of uh,
1: really blatant racism oh yeah social change was very much in its in its infancy and arguably it still is now but um, certainly more so then and i, I think
2: mean, it's, it's the light touch sorry sorry uh, go. i was gonna
1: say I, th- I think it's just the fact that this was presented as normal and that did a lot more than we probably appreciate now like Whoopi Goldberg's a, a good example. Like she credits the fact that Nichelle Nichols was in this to her becoming an actress. And well, there's
0: <coughs> it's always almost been put out as, as a meme, it's all over Facebook. And it was Whoopi Goldberg, at nine year old, sat in front of the TV. And she went running into the kitchen to grab a pet and mum and grandmother to come see what was on TV that there was a black woman on TV. That wasn't playing the part of a
1: maid <laughs> exactly yeah. that's it and
2: i was just yeah, going to throw out there that, that, that you know something you guys mentioned i think my be new elliot um last week or recently certainly there's that scene where she ends up taking the helm mm. and it, it was roddenberry's ability to so lightly touch a moment so it was there and anyone who cared to see it could but anyone who was a racist dick basically might, you know, it would get past them. He would have this very light way of doing it. Mm. So that the action would follow Kirk onto where he's going onto the planet and not her on the bridge so much. But you saw a black woman in the 60s at the helm of a starship.
0: Well, the Anyone big...
2: who cared to see that, that was such a powerful image, I'm sure.
0: Well, what was powerful about it was the fact that Kirk just turned around and went, Uhura, take the helm. And she just took the helm and got on with the job. That was that was the big yeah. thing about there was no big deal made about it in the street, mm. But the big deal was that it was a black woman being put in this position. Yeah. And there was nothing said about it. And not just the fact she was black, even putting a woman in that position
2: yeah. at yeah. the
0: time. <laughs> but, but, but you know, I bet I... you put make it a black woman was like.
2: I would add, though, to that that probably Roddenberry's dream would be like, yeah, to have a scene with her on the bridge, to have a scene with her, do, you know, doing some helmsman you know, do, do, doing something as the person who's taken the, you know, the um, the cabin ship. But he knew that, that that's what I can get away with. That's like that will still be a huge, powerful message at this point, but that's as much as I can do. Yeah. I knew if he tried for anything more, then it would just get cut straight away. And
1: yeah. that's and it. It's it's baby steps, isn't it? And yeah, it was fighting the
0: studios what he could get away with.
1: Yeah. And,
0: and I was, um, it was nineteen sixty-four, the Civil Rights Act. In oh, America. there you go. So yeah,
1: yeah we're well, not so long.
0: That was a development time of Star Trek. Yeah. He wrote a few Straight away. Oh, black woman. <laughs>
2: two things i did want to point out one was when the news hit because it happened the day before when the news of uh michelle nichols death certainly the eyesore started coming on the internet it was actually during the women's world cup final Mm. which uh england won after many years of her and it just so much struck me that someone who was so important to you know to women and to black women especially and to the black community uh, in a moment of huge progress for the female game of it being shown on prime time TV, mm-hmm. it was the biggest selling Euros ever. You know, men or female, uh, um, male or female.
0: Four million live viewers on BBC. Which
2: and I don't is think it's a stretch. In the, this up, uh,
0: nearly Thank 6 you. million watching on BBC iPlayer. I had it on BBC iPlayer.
2: And I don't think it's a stretch to say that uh, Sean Nichols specifically and people like her who would trailblaze places at their time for women, that's how you get here. And yeah. to have that symmetry, it really just um, hit me like a ton of bricks that that happened at that moment, that kind of, you know, cause again, she didn't die that moment. She died the night before, but it yeah. came on the internet as that was happening. And that's just <laughs> huge.
1: Yeah. Some it right. was, it was a weird sort of, like you say, a synchronicity to it and it, just talking about what we've been talking about in terms of like the looking at an episode like Mirror Mirror or the Laura lie Signal, which we're going to talk about, or even last week's Balance of Terror, where a horror does take the con, and looking at that from a twenty twenty two perspective, you know, we say, oh well, you know, of course that should be normal. That that doesn't seem like anything particularly progressive. That that's just the way things were. But the fact that it was, I like to think that. You know, in fifty years' time, people will be watching Discovery, Picard, Strange New Worlds, and like, for example, the um, the pirate episode, and they'll be saying, "Oh, look, there's that was one of the first times we had a non-binary character, um, and there wasn't a big thing made of it, and you know, why why was why was that even commented on at the time? You know, and that that's the beauty yeah. of what Star Trek does and did and continues to do."
2: That's why I think I still to this day prefer stuff like that done in that light touch way. It's you know it's again, it's right there. It's right, right it's there not, for everyone to see, but it's not signposted, it's not which fears. they did more in Discovery.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I I didn't enjoy the way Discovery handles think they, they hit you over the head with the things yeah, in a way that, is, that, that right, PCs what, often accused of. They actually do, I think, a lot more than a lot of shows which get accused of it.
0: Yeah, there's ways of doing it. Yeah. Which I mean, is your world's... An original series we're really clever at, and really good at.
2: I mean, I'm sorry, I'm shockingly uh, awful with names, as you both know. Uh, the the uh, non-binary character on uh, on on um, Discovery.
1: Um... Captain Angel.
2: No, no, on Discovery. Oh, on These Discovery, ones...
1: sorry, oh, uh, Adira.
2: Adira. It was when you know she came on. There was this huge thing about her, kind of like actually, I'm going by they, and it was like made such a big fuss of it. I thought it would have been so much more of a powerful symbol if they'd gone. Uh, she and he gets, oh, oh, you know, well, they said, oh, actually, I go by they. Okay, cool. Move on with the scene. That, yeah. I think, is such to a big fair, amount, Or even yeah. the, they
1: came in and just started calling it they. If you watch it back, that is more or less what happened. It was No, they
2: did. Well, my, the thing which I'm picking up on which just wasn't to my taste I guess it was the fact that in the 20 whatever 30th 29th century mm. I think it is there in
0: century
2: she still said it as if it's a huge deal I she's coming out as non-binary yeah. whereas yeah by yeah. today's standards it's more accepted I feel like than yes, they made uh, it I, on you know in general yeah. no actually no Sorry, that's disingenuous. There are still people who are having those moments today, but in the future, I like to think they won't. Yeah, you know, I, I get... Roddenberry showed Nichelle Nichols yeah. taking the helm. It was just a thing that happened. It wasn't.
1: So yeah, I, I get. I can see both sides on that argument because yeah. I can see yes, by the 30th century, it it wouldn't be a big deal. But I can also see that. But this is a TV program for now, and because people do have such a problem with it. We kind of do need to address it. So How
2: you say that? But did they win the show? <laughs> they didn't. They No. Just, they... they even made a thing of it in... I love this episode. It's such a weird little moment, but there's a moment where um Abraham Lincoln's on the bridge. and oh, he, yes. he uses a term, which I'm not sure if it's okay to use. It's not the end I word, wouldn't
1: use it online. Yeah, exactly. I'm just saying. Chat. <laughs> we know what word he uses. No,
2: no, i just, just been specific right here it's not the n-word but it's like uh, it's, fe- it's a, word, it's so a getting... female
1: form of that <laughs> and, yeah um, which yeah
2: yeah probably is not okay but again it's just a term which is never used now so i don't know but i i will avoid it of course but i'm just saying that uh he he says this word and he goes oh i'm so sorry and she goes oh, I don't care. like you know it's, it's made yeah yeah can they make a yeah, fool of like the
0: that that.
2: yeah we're so far past it and we're not there yet, I do understand. I'm not trying to claim that if anyone's watching and thinking that. But uh, at that stage, they're so far past it. It's just not even a thing. And that's, again, that's how important her character
1: was. Yeah, to absolutely. Show that. Well, should we uh, Should cover... Can I just give
2: one more moment? Of yes, of on? course. Only because this shows you how good Michelle Nichols was. Star Trek Five all over like there's bad writing, but she gets a scene where she's gonna do a fan dance in the desert and then deliver the line. Well, I like to perform to a captive audience. Worst pile of shit, dog shit writing you're ever gonna see. And she sells it. I still enjoy that moment because she's so damn bloody charming. (laughs) Like it's easy to deliver good dialogue, which she got given several times, you know, not enough of it, but she did get given some good dialogue in episodes. And she of course elevated those. But she delivered bad dialogue to the point where I filmed that scene, and I shouldn't because it's shit. It's Are really you trying
0: to remember. say that William She's Shatner isn't
2: a great writer? No, only that scene. The rest of it was great. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, yeah, the rest of it was brilliant. Like the um. Again, <laughs> you again <needed> the <laughs>
0: rock monsters obviously. Again, well,
1: again, Michelle oh Nichols in that. Three million
0: dollars, and that movie can be fixed. I don't know why the studio won't do it.
1: Who knows?
0: Um, It'd be cheaper than what they did for the uh, remastered uh, motion picture. Well, trailer, that's it.
1: Maybe now Paramount Plus is a thing. We might get the Shatner cut, but I hope not. <laughs> um, so, But no, go, uh, Star Trek Five though, you know, who could forget um, the Scotty and Uhura love story that <laughs> came out of nowhere and... Yeah. I, uh, like, again, I enjoyed
2: it as well because they're both so
1: fucking charming. Yeah, the, they're they're really... they both act it as well as can be, but it's oh, it's pretty awful, isn't it? Where <laughs> she's <laughs> like, "Oh, Scotty, take a weight off your feet," and he's like, "Oh no, Lassie, I've got some work to do." And it, oh my god,
0: yeah, it's like, funny one they... where that came from.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I just wanted to throw in as well, just because we're now naming bad scenes from Star Trek 5. It's like, I oh know the ship, like the back of my hand, boom, like that's
1: yeah. not a cheesy overdone trope at all. <laughs> oh, but th- that that was good. They put that bit in the trailer. And, you know, it needed to go in the trailer because that's probably the best bit in the film. So, you know, put that on.
2: Also, if Shatner does ever get to do his ultimate cut, it does have to be called Star Trek 5. Colon Shatner's Revenge Cut.
0: One of these days, I've gotta build a rock monster and a little diorama just to show how good it is. How good, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, one last thing to say about Star Trek V then, sorry, and this is not related to Nichelle Nichols, but it's worth repeating. If you look for the original teaser poster for Star Trek V, it was a Starfield and a cinema chair with a seatbelt on it. And it said, why are they putting seatbelts in cinemas in 1990 or whatever year it was? And then it said, Star Trek V. And it was meant to be, it's so exciting that you'll need a seatbelt to hold you down. But it came across as, so you won't leave. We'll have to put a seatbelt down.
2: I thought it was a joke on like the fact they don't it have seatbelts seat on the
1: Enterprise. No, it, it was meant to be that it, it'll be so exciting that you'll need to be held down on your seat. But actually, it's no, it's that bad. We're going to have to lock you in to make you watch it. we have going to restrain you. So that that was one of them where, with hindsight, they should have probably rethought that, um, that advertising campaign.
2: Well, there was a old Hitchcock thing. Um We'll sell you the seat, but you'll only use the edge of it. Or was that terrible? Yeah, you know,
1: yeah, I think Hitchcock? that, yeah, that okay. sounds like a Hitchcock. Um, it's one or
2: the other, but yeah, it's like, that. oh, we'll sell you the seat, but you'll only use the edge of it.
1: Yeah. See, uh, and
2: yeah, whereas like with Star Trek V, it's like, we'll sell you the seat and you're not fucking leaving it, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, we'll sell you the seat for $3 million so I can make my rock monsters. <laughs>
0: What I can't understand is, like, <laughs> like we know he's got a, quite a large personal fortune. He could do the Shatner Cut
1: himself. Of course he could. It's almost like he knows it won't make a lot of money if he did do it. <laughs> but, um, anyway, so, yeah, we'll...
0: No, I'm sorry. We are Star Trek fans. If a Shatner Cut, cut comes out with the rock monsters, we are all going to go watch oh. it the fuck out of it and buy the fuck out of it. Because we're yeah. geeks, and that's what we do. Oh, yeah, I
1: will watch it. I mean, I've prob- I'm have i going to pre-order Goodbye. my motion picture 4K edition, you know, even though that's a very flawed film. but um. Oh, yeah, I mean,
2: it's not <laughs> like when I'm watching all the Star Trek films, I go, no, let's miss out the crap 5 one. No, you oh, got to watch it. I'm still putting it in. Uh,
1: still you gotta also, watch, yeah, you got to watch 5.
2: Also, uh, to throw in, just because... Um... Uh, he passed away last week. And David Warner, great performance in that and Star Trek Six as well. Yeah. Um, and someone, um, Toby Haylock, uh, actor comedian, mm-hmm. he came on uh, the Doctor Screen show and we talked about um, by David Warner and Bernard Cribbins. And when we were talking about David Warner, he said the best thing about him in Star Trek Five, and that's that he just it's it's like like we were saying not maybe the best film, but. He plays that weary person who's just had enough. He's just mm. wearing his jacket and sunglasses, drinking on this planet. He can't be asked anymore. And he conveys that so well. It it's is. a gem of a performance in a really shitty film. Yeah. Again, the performances are so good. Yes. And he um, is wonderful in it.
0: Who is it? The guy who plays John, the first one that is. We see, um, yeah, Oh, uh, What's he called? Sunak. Is uh, it? Cybok.
1: Cybok. I was going
2: to say, soon like Richie
0: turns, it's also a um, oh, what?
1: What's he in? It's the guy from The Hills of Eyes, isn't it? Is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: but it's the guy from um, oh, what's the awful first first season episode where they have um? It's the guy from the world west one, uh, TOS.
1: Oh, Spectre of a Gun.
0: Spectre of a Gun. Right. It's a cowboy baddie. Right, okay.
1: Um, Just on David Warner as well, I remember when we met him at the Sci-Fi Weekender Mm. and we were asking him about his Star Trek roles and whatnot and he said Star Trek V was his favourite because all the other ones he had full head prosthetics, whereas (laughs) Star Trek V he got to just stand there with a fag in one hand and a drink in the other and, (laughs) you know, just give his performance
2: last week on on the, the DS show I put on I put in that interview because he just passed away mm. literally like it was within twenty four hours of the show, I think I just like put it plugged it in there. Um and yeah, so this week we did a deep dive and I did recant the story of when we met him and how he was just like, yeah, he's saying <laughs> he Star Trek 5 was the favorite one because he didn't have to put the makeup and <laughs> he, he tells Shatten every time he, he sees him.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, which I'm sure that what was
0: it? Uh, chain of Command. He got, it was so late to call up. He never had a chance to learn the lines. So his lines were... Three days. Three days before. Studio. Three yeah.
2: days before he does that performance he is that yeah. good
1: yeah i mean that was His crazy was I, it
2: i'm it was picturing months night. of researching prisoners of war and yeah. torturing situations yeah. and yeah. first-person accounts and everything because no yeah. three days before headlines plugged up everywhere i you could would totally never
0: know had no problem and
1: that you was watch that
2: series and show me one scene where you can see an line of him not looking mm. at patrick stewart and what he's about
1: I mean, that was the thing that really came across when we spoke to David Warner is that he was so humble in terms of his own assessment of his acting ability. Like, you know, we were saying, oh, you know, the chain of command, and he says, well, you know, I just had a really good script and I just read the lines. And it's like, yeah, but the way you read the lines made it something exceptional. You know, it was, it's a good script, but what you but did he, with he, it. But nice
0: that he's humble like he recognizes <clears throat> oh, yeah. that he recognises the right. Oh, yeah. It could only be good if he's got the people who, be at, who do the other bits.
2: He, he just had this unerring talent of being able to tap into the truth of the scene. So it's like it wasn't... He didn't need... Like, the research which I'm talking about, that's how I picture actors doing mm-hmm. it, is researching all this stuff. But he could just dial into, like, well, this is what's happening in this scene. I don't know all this other stuff. Like, OK, other people might have reacted x y and z in this situation but this character what's he doing what's what am i doing in this moment and he just dial into the truth of it and to be able to do that without researching loads of first-hand accounts and all that is such a talent.
1: well story. that's that's the thing isn't it that's the difference between a good actor and a really good actor you know someone who can yeah. can conjure this life story of this man in so few words and with such nuances to the performance. I think I'm going to make a, a bit of a judgment call on the fly here while we're still in production that I think we should come back to Mirror Mirror and cover it maybe as part of a, a Mirror Universe miniseries because that episode and the Mirror Universe concepts and everything like that deserve our time. But now. I think...
0: I, I think we've lost two massive... Ac- well, we've lost more than two. Yeah, but we've lost it from the Star Trek universe. We've lost David Warner. We've lost Shell.
1: So, uh, and I think we we could talk about those two. Have, we've lost for... the one as
2: well this week. Well, I mean, Bernie Cribbins passed away, but he wasn't Star Trek. No, but, there's somebody uh, else.
1: From Star there has Trek been a few. Um, there's been a. It's almost like what was that year where everybody, all the celebrities, kept dying. Oh, was it 2019? yeah, but we're getting
2: it in one month. And that's it. Yeah, we've had it all in a weekend. 2016, I think. But yeah, there was that year where just everyone.
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
2: So yeah, like. um, Go on. Can I just give a quick pitch? And I wonder if you guys want to do the same pitch for Bernard Cribbins if he was in Star Trek. I'm going to say a mate of Scotty's from another ship. And they could like just oh they would be so oh, delightful be playing with each other. That so would you've have got been good. and Englishy.
1: <laughs> so I could have seen Bernard Cribbins being like Boothby or something. Cause we yeah. we had all these stories yeah. about Boothby, like, oh he's the gardener at the thing. And if they'd have turned up and it had have been Bernard Cribbins, that wouldn't have surprised would me at all.
2: I like that. And, like, you know, he, he could be the equivalent in one of the other shows. Like, you know, he was a lecture, favorite lecturer there or something. or a, Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Or just a so guy. You could have had him as, uh, actually Data's dad. So
1: there's... Yeah, Dr. Sun. Like that him. would have been interesting. Dr. Sun.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. He'd be great for that. So he could play anything. That's so,
1: should we just broaden it out then and just talk about Nichelle Nichols and a horror in general then? Um, yeah. Obviously, we've talked about that great moment with Sulu, and it's worth calling out George Takei's performance as well while we're doing that, because he's clearly relishing playing the villain. I heard
0: heard, uh, that he put out, from George Takei, put out on his Facebook this week, sort of remembering the show, and um, he invited her to be the maid of honour at his wedding for him and Brad. And uh, she sort of looked at the guest list and like, there's Walter Cain, as best man, and she's made of honour, and she goes, why is he best man and I'm just made of honour? I want to be best lady, <laughs> or best woman.
1: And he went, no, you
0: can't be best woman, but you can be best lady. <laughs> so she's best lady.
1: Good for her. Nice. That sounds oh. like that would have been an awesome wedding, because everyone was there except Shatner, so it's, you know, it's already I, got a few plus I points.
0: hope it turns up to a funeral and doesn't. Like why want not Leonard Nimoy
1: was discussed? I think the family probably didn't want him there because they'd, despite what Shatner said in his book, they I don't think Nimoy and Shatner had made it up before Nimoy died. It was so
2: weird because they had um, not long before uh, Leonard Nimoy oh, died. He appeared on the roast. He appeared on the roast of uh, William Shatner. Now, obviously. I think partly they did that for the enjoyment of taking the piss out of him. Mm. But it was actually Len Nimoy was playing like the opposite, actually. He was at the beginning. He was calling him, going, like, Bill, why would you want to do this? They're just going to humiliate you and everything. He was actually playing yeah. a kind of quite nice character. Whereas George Takei got to go on and completely take the piss out Cause he, he um, Because at the beginning of the roast, Shatner rides on this horse, gets off, like they do the thing. And then when George Takei gives this whole speech, does the whole um, Takei, like toupee, there's all these kind of like jokes, mm. but then the end, end he goes, and I finally get to say what I've always wanted to say to you, Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. So he did, he, certainly publicly, I think even if they didn't make it up, make it up, mm. I think Lennon Nimoy didn't want it on his conscience, maybe, or you I know, whatever not way you want to put it. For the
0: fans' basis, that the I show. think he
2: wanted to be classic. Yeah, I mean, for the fans you and maybe also for himself because he never seemed like a guy who lived in any bitterness or anything. In fact, oh, yeah. the older he got, the more he, like, you know, Um, someone was talking about it earlier, actually, on the podcast I was listening to, funny enough, the fact that he wrote the book, I Am Not Spock, and then later on, in a, a moment of much self-awareness, he grew to to write a book called, called I, Am Spock. I Am Spock, which is all about him accepting that side of him, and accepting his, the fandom, accepting, like, yes, this is the role I'm going to be the most known for, and it's bloody brilliant.
0: And And I think
2: that's how he if he never gets
0: another filming job in his life, it pays it it pays for them. It made for the life of the convention circuit.
2: Yeah, so I I, yeah, it's it's arguable how much they made it up, but certainly Lennon and Moy wanted to be the clashy guy there.
1: Yeah. Obviously, Shatner not so much. And you know, I mean, I'm not gonna use this as an opportunity to slag Shatner off or whatever, but all, all I will say is don't be too surprised if he writes a book about his wonderful friendship with Nichelle Nichols over the years. That <laughs> that would not surprise me if something like that appeared. And I I hope they did have a great friendship over the years, yeah. but um, yeah. you know, remains to be seen. Anyway, so yeah, other things. I've never
0: heard anything bad between. No, neither no.
1: have I. Um, but yeah, other sort of a horror moments that I think were brilliant. Like obviously. Her first well,
0: appearance. But we were going to look at, uh, where is it, L'Oreal's...
1: Uh, Lore- Lorelei's like, Signal.
0: Lorelei's Signal, sorry. Yeah, which uh, is... The, the reason we have to look at that was it's where the women take over, the Enterprise, or the take command because the men are all... It's basically part of the, the Greek Odyssey.
1: Yes. Oh,
2: my God. And I know that they made, um, like, I'm sure most of Star Trek hires a kite, but... Fucking hell, some of the episodes of the anime series, that one in particular, I'm like, how high were they when they wrote that one? That was just, that I, was batshit and a half. I loved it, but it was like just it's the in the writing, shit, though, because it's literally the,
0: the story of
2: the
1: sirens.
2: Oh no, it, no but it it's is, in the writing. Yeah. I'm not saying the story, I'm saying it's in the writing and the way it's delivered. It is nutty. I, I don't care who you are.
1: I did notice a few interesting <laughs> things. Um that cropped up in it, considering we've just had the first season of Strange New Worlds, when Spock sort of reaches out psychically, he does so to Chapel, which I thought yeah. was really interesting when you look at it now, and you're like, oh, yeah. that makes sense. They were really close, you yeah, know. he
2: says Christine.
0: Yeah, Christine's so
1: I thought that's Richard. a really like, interesting it moment.
0: You, it, it almost makes you wonder, like, have the guys who uh, created Strange New Worlds Actually watched all the Star Trek and picked up on these things.
1: You know, I mean, it, it the, wouldn't surprise Japan. me, but it wouldn't it it would surprise me if I was, I was in,
0: actually saying that tongue in cheek because you get all the fandom many
1: who've yeah. never watched the original. <laughs> Trek.
0: Like when it's almost, oh, perhaps they have watched it. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm,
1: I'm certain they've watched it, but I'd be very surprised if there's a note in the writers' room saying, remember the Lorelei signal, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: If they did, though <laughs> props. Well, it, it's, to be fair, it's uh, it's another of those episodes because the women took control of the... Yeah, of the definitely. Man, the who immediately goes, I am taking command. I take responsibility. She puts it in the log. And immediately she knows what to do. She said, I want uh, a security team, all it women lovely. in the transporter room. I want...
1: Yeah, and it's great, yeah. and it shows the capability, and again, again, it's... Like,
0: this is still only the early 70s with the
1: animated series. Yeah. So it's still
0: massively progressive
1: doing this. Absolutely, and that's the thing, it's... It's not like they say, oh, we need to get together an all-women landing crew. Oh, well, I'm going to have to pull people out of cooking and I'm going to have to get some of the cleaners here because we haven't got enough crew. It's like, no, we've got an all-women... But who's women... going to sew the uniforms? Yeah, we, you know, <laughs> you know we, we've got a perfectly capable all-women landing crew and this is not yeah. a problem. The Can only thing I thought at, that detracted I, from I mean? it a little bit...
2: All right, Willow has a line in a second, though. I'm just... Yeah, okay, OK, sorry, after
1: you. The only bit I thought detracted from it was that Spock still has to kind of give them the solution to it, like when he's on his, not his deathbed, but he's getting very old bed, he says, oh, you need to do this, this and this, and it's like, that does detract from it a little bit, like, it'd have been better if a horror had gone, right, this is what we're doing, here we go. They did that
0: in the motion picture, it's like when it came (coughs) to understanding what Beech's signal was, Yeah, it was Spock who worked out and who's the communications of you've heard that that where yeah. she works out what it is
1: and I think we're seeing with the Kelvin universe and with Strange New Worlds what Ahura would have got to do if yes. like you say Squee if Roddenberry had been able to get a bit more through yeah. back in the day
2: by the way Willow's just walked off in a half. three men on this podcast one female dog tries to get in and oh she has to wait I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um We haven't got that progressive yet. No. Just uh, and one thing.
2: One thing which ironically mirrors. um, See what I did there between Mirror Mirror and um, Lorelei, is that in both of them, actually, one thing I really noticed was, her is in the same position as as the men, certainly in Mirror Mirror, of being in this alternate universe, and she has every opportunity or chance of hamming it up, and. You you hear Shatner's voice in it, and he's going, "See, girl, I'm a bad, I'm a bad Shatner. I'm going to take over this joint. I'll pay you off, Spock, if you want to join me." And it's just he's playing it so hammy, Hmm. and also in this other episode where they're meant to be on this mesmeric kind of thing of the siren women, and he's very, you know, it's like, "Oh my god!" But we must go towards them. I feel compelled, and you've got just. For uh, her and Michelle showing them how it's done. Yeah, like, yeah. She just yeah. plays it so that she's just a badass woman in yeah. both well, of these. Uh, so, so, and like, and the then Mirror, Mirror, not, I have to say, when the she's doing it. Can got I just with, Mirror, just, with Mirror, Mirror, just with Mirror, Mirror, when she's doing that scene and she just, there's no funny voice, there's no anything else. She plays like coin in one second, then she's got a knife to him the next and just uh, everyone <laughs> beating out the palm of her hand and he's just camping it up again. Sorry, you were saying
1: Yeah. It. Go on, Elliot.
0: No, I was just saying, William Shatner has got his own through really unique acting style.
1: Oh, yes. Um, yeah. So, other things about Nichelle Nichols then, like, it, her first episode was the Might manoeuvre. And in that episode, to be fair, all she says is hailing frequencies open, Captain. And but that did... Again, it, but this
0: is also... And who remembers that from that line?
1: Because of have put
0: a black woman in a (laughs) non-typical job
1: and a job of authority. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm not decrying it at all. Yeah, um,
0: but it goes back to that thing. It's not like what they could get away with by Mm. bit.
1: But yeah, Um, going back to that conversation she had with Martin Luther King, one of the things she said to him apparently was, all I ever say is hailing frequencies open. And... Yeah, when you watch the carbonite manoeuvre, like that's obviously the one that was stuck in her head when she was feeling a little bit underused.
2: (laughs) Even then, she's opening up a dialogue,
1: though. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It is just a shame Um, that we didn't get more of a horror working out the language puzzles and stuff like that. Uh,
2: Yeah, true, she then didn't get to take part in the dialogue, but apart from that... Mm. Um, one which we do have to, of course, touch upon in any uh, look back at, at Hora's uh, legacy is the first ever interracial kiss on TV. Yes, which Before anyone says that, I know it's disputed that there might have been some other examples and some other things yeah. which were in an advert or something like that. I don't <laughs> know. Fine. Arguably one of the first interracial kiss yes, on TV. Yes, one, one the first, remember,
1: regardless. Banned
2: for years. In the UK as well as in the states, you know, you like to think a would be a bit better than that, Um, but no, we weren't at all. Um, You know, I remember you memorized every single episode of Star Trek. You watched them off by heart. They got played every Friday on Death Two or just after mm-hmm. Death Two on, on the BBC, on BBC Two lineup. Two, it was six o'clock on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, and because wh- when I was they, because when I was a kid, like I'm ten, I'm about ten years older
2: than you. Yeah, were. I'm saying it played on Friday
0: as but, well, though. But when I was a kid, sort of. Six or seven, eight, nine, and 9, <coughs> and Star Trek was on constant repeat. <coughs> Wednesday night was the only night after kids' TV finished at six o'clock that my dad didn't watch the news that was switched over to BBC Two and we could watch Star Trek together.
2: Hmm. Which is all good and well, but, but I remember it on Fridays, and I'm sure I did watch it on Wednesday as well. But specific to the Friday, because I, the reason why I remember specifically on Friday was because that's when the school disco was on. And I'd have my tea while watching that, and then I'd go to the school disco. It was a very exciting day in the in the uh, squee household that day. <laughs> and I, I'm, oh, anyway, that's that's another story. But uh, I just remember that after they had replayed it so many times and you memorized every episode, then suddenly one day they were shown this episode, and there was great um, comments about how it had been lost for years. It got into the newspapers and everything. Wow. And then you saw this episode, this big, crazy episode, where there's this kiss, and then the story, of course, came out that uh, during the filming of it as well, Shatner had pulled a face because they wanted to have some safety cuts where they could mm-hmm. cut out the kiss. So he pulled faces to they the camera. So that they couldn't
0: cut the kiss.
2: So they had to use the kiss. Um, but it's just such an important moment. And I'm so glad someone who did so much else for the for the cause, if you will, got to have that moment on a Star Trek episode. Absolutely. And, um, it's, it's amazing, you know. That Star Trek can be remembered for so many things as can a horror, but that moment is 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 a, a first that no one can deny, apart from those people who claim there was other things. But like that will be, always be remembered as the case.
1: It will, and yeah, there is. There might have been there might have been
0: an earlier interracial kiss on television, but that's the one that's remembered. Well, that's the that's, the one that that's that what hide.
2: certainly that... the biggest show to do it. At the yeah, team. that's yeah.
1: what I was gonna say is if. If there were, which, you know, go look it up. There's debates and whatnot. But the fact is that this one is the one that was remembered, so this one had the cultural impact that it needed yeah. to. So, you know, that that in and of itself is something, regardless of whether it was technically the first one or not.
2: And also, even at the time, I think it played, there are, is mention to the fact that being forced to do this against their will, all parties are... Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's mentioned then, but it just seems even more prescient now when we are questioning so many views of the past and the way people were forced to do certain things, a lot of them being female, and a, a good subset of that female portion being black as well. And uh, the, the debates which are happening now, are just I think when you watch the episode, it's hard for that not to bleed into it as well.
1: Yeah, and um, I can see that yeah. argument, but it the fact that... It, the impact of it from a positive perspective has been so great that oh, yeah. it's taken us 40 50 years to have these other debates, and Ooh. there is absolutely room for these debates, and we can talk about that. But the impact it had is still undeniable. So,
2: oh, God, I'm not even saying um, that in a bad no, way. No, 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 it's good the way this conversation and it triggers conversations. That's yeah, what Star Trek always did. I even wonder if there was a side of it that wasn't very, you know, because he did seem very prescient with a lot of things i'm wondering if you thought it's like one day they'll actually they'll realize that this is not there too well right? i they'll get out, once they get past the interracial kiss thing they'll 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 be conversations about consent i i think you saw those progressive issues so many years before they were even
1: yeah uh, arisen. I, I think part of it again might have been a concession to the censors to go well we've got an escape hatch if they say we're not happy with this. You can say, ah, but he's been mind controlled. So technically, yeah, it's not, cons- consensual. <laughs> it, it's not a consensual interracial kiss. So, you know, if you want to think that he doesn't want to do it, that's fine. And <laughs> um,
2: Sorry, I think you're right. And I think Rod even said that in interview, but it's like, it's so funny. It's like the fact that it was non-consensual made it better for them. <laughs> like, oh, talk about being on the wrong side of history. It's all the
1: yeah. <laughs> And, uh,
2: the I was oh, that's fine, then. Go
0: at it. <laughs> that thing, though, they had to jump through hoops. Yes, yes. Yeah, they like, did. Spock the was looked at as being a devilish character. Mm. Like the studio on the first <laughs> uh, early posters for Star Trek's release, airbrushed brushed out Spock's pointed ears and <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Um, One of the the other things about the kiss like I I remember seeing a documentary where one of the producers was talking and they said you know we expected mountains and mountains of hate mail to come in about it and what happened instead was we got a, a huge amount of positive mail Yeah. but then we did get a complaint letter and it basically said you know I'm I'm a good old Texas boy or whatever and it you know, I'm I'm totally against this. I think it's disgusting you've shown it on telly. But if I'd have been stood there as Captain Kirk with a horror in my arms, I'd have done the same thing and they said, you know, we counted that as a win, that that was the <laughs> the worst yeah, complaint we plan. got.
2: There was another complaint letter they got, actually, which they did mention. It's from Michelle going, it's like, look, you've got so many other men on the ship. Shatner, really? Yeah, well,
1: <laughs> no, it had to be Shatner, of course. <laughs> be, I'm yeah, I'm Shatner was the sex symbol at the time. I'm kidding. There's something else talking about, you know, you're saying Spock's devilish look. Another horror moment I always remember is, I think it's in Charlie X, where she's singing, and she sings about Spock having oh. devil ears, and devil eyes, oh. and, it's one of them where, you know, we always talk about Oh, somebody's seen this and picked up on it, and there is a spark of chemistry between Spock and Aurora in that. And you've got to think somebody who was when is, they were putting together the what Kelvin films thought, bit, Oh actually, yeah. yeah, there is something there. Let's let's take that out of the box and play with that a little bit and And Scotty's singing <laughs> the
2: back going one day.
1: Yeah, Scotty's if I just wait long enough, you know. I'll be fine. Oh, another moment from the movies. Oh, well, there's a couple of them in. I love the bit in Star Trek: The Motion Picture. I think it's only in the director's cut, where Kirk arrives on the crew, arrives on the bridge, and the crew are sort of looking at him like they're not familiar with him. And Uhura turns to the the new crew and she says, "I know you don't know who he is, but I'll tell you. Our chances of surviving this have just doubled." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just a great moment, and then yeah, there's I the think one of,
0: I, like. She's is, isn't in Star Trek very much, mm. but I love the part where she's in the, tra- the little transport. I was going
1: to mention that one, and, and yeah. I
0: think this ties into her with uh, when she's in Sulu as mm. well, and she just turns round to the young uh, cadet in the closet. Yeah, and, this, and
2: even before is that, she just. I love this the way she's delivering 80, the lines. Yes,
1: I know this isn't reality. <laughs> yeah, this is fantasy. So. Fantasy. Yeah, it,
2: but at the beginning of it, she's
1: just.
2: <laughs> I love the bit at the beginning of the, that scene where she's just doing it. So, like, she's basically ignoring the guy. The guy's going, "You're not meant to be doing that." No, I'm certainly not. And yeah. <laughs> you're certainly not meant yeah. to be doing that. No, 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 no. And she's just getting on with what she's doing. It's, going, it's like, yeah. oh, "This isn't reality." And then she flips in the dome and does that. Then it's like, mm. "This is fantasy." Like uh, get in the closet.
0: Like are you going to be all right? She goes, oh, I'll have Judy eating out of my
1: hands. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it is a shame she doesn't go on the mission with them in that one, but um, I'm yeah. not sure why. Probably there wasn't enough dialogue to divvy up between everybody. <laughs> um, but, yeah, she's great. And, obviously, some of the comedy moments in Star Trek IV are, are fantastic with oh. the horror and uh, uh, Chekhov and the nuclear vessels and everything. You know, yeah. all of that's brilliant. Yeah.
2: And just even Wait, just, this, just something little, like doing the reactions to when she's doing the, the nuclear vessels. She's going, that, yeah, that's, that's what I said, and I'll meet her, nuclear vessels, and she's got to be the straight
0: man in that. Yeah. And, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, that all that in San Francisco, where they're doing that, they just put cameras on them. They're actually going up to people in the street in, in uniform and get, getting reactions.
1: It's like it's that, that. like actors are yeah. going... Where's the nuclear vessels? Just seeing what people say. It's like that film. uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it. It's called um, Under the Skin, and it's Scarlett Johansson, and she's an alien. And she sort of drives around in a van and tries to seduce men into the van so she can can kill them. them. Yeah, but they filmed that for real. So it's like, wait a minute, so you're telling me, that in the middle of Glasgow, Scarlett Johansson drove round in a van and tried to pick up blokes outside nightclubs. Like, that's the best night ever, you know? Yeah.
2: <laughs> also, with that, you could sort of understand... It's, <coughs> I mean, even though Scarlett Johansson, I don't know where she was in her career at the time, but you can kind of picture it's like, she's out of context. You see it, you might think it's like, oh, she looks familiar, just can't place her. But you've got the the guys, the, the crew from Star Trek, in their uniforms on the streets of San Francisco. <laughs> yeah possibly at the height of their fame or one of the heights, and people are going past going, like, well, I don't know who they are. Like, they're in their uniforms and everything. You know?
0: Yeah,
2: true. <laughs> uh, Mind you, I'm, I'm guessing it's one of those things where they must have had a, a million ones where people did come up and go and say,
1: oh.
0: hey, you, you've well, such it, It's probably one of those where it'd be really interesting to see the outtake reel of it. Yes.
1: Yes, it definitely would, but uh, maybe we need... A... How
0: about plus, are you listening? Yeah, we and need... I, a... want, I want royalties for the idea
1: this time. Yeah, we'll take that. If um, well, yeah, you take to t-
2: request, could you despecialise the uh, effects from uh, Star Trek? I, I just found the original <laughs> series, it just distracting when the visuals suddenly... Like, when there's a special effect, it suddenly goes a
1: lot... It just looks different. I don't mind it, it at all, to be honest, but I would <laughs> like the option that would be nice. I'd like. It's just like?
2: There was a great bit just going into Mirror Mirror. It's the bit where you go into the um, uh, the, the booth, the um, agonizer booth, yeah. And it cuts to like um uh, to to check off in the booth, and suddenly not only does the picture they've kind of cleaned up the picture on him, I think as well, and this effect looks absolutely wonderful. It's a really great effect they use. But it just—it's like oh, I yeah, feel it, out it of like where we strange. were a minute ago. It's just very jarring.
1: Yeah, and it'd be nice if there was a happy medium that existed where they've cleaned up the picture, the film, and everything, yes. but still well, left the old effects. And that's that, what I, that, well, that I that want. That doesn't exist. Just clean the version before yes. they put the
0: new effects on.
1: Yeah, but the, that doesn't exist. It's you can either have the clean version with new effects or the mucky old version, which is a I, shit.
0: I Like I've said before, like, I build the models and the mucky old version. From a model building perspective, Mm. gives you a better view of what the Enterprise should look like. Absolutely. I'm
2: all for the kind of, like, again, clean it up. I'm I'm with you. Just make it look cleaner and crisper, and then it'll look consistent throughout. Uh, The one which I picked up on before was the, uh, I think it was Amok Time, and they show Vulcan... And the arena yeah. from the sky, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you go to the planet, and it's clearly different.
1: It just—it's it's, uh, very it's jarring. Right of some it. of some of them, they've done something very similar, and it's very effective. Where they've taken the map painting and they've added CGI to it to make it bigger and grander, but the the core of the map painting is still there, and that that looks all right. But yeah, where they've completely replaced it with a a CG landscape it's weird. Um just for the record that Scarlett Johansson film was just after the Avengers so I think there's a yeah. good chance people knew who she was.
2: So she was quite famous but like you put her in a different outfit maybe like I don't know what hair color she was having uh, at the time. She was
0: the same she looks very similar Yeah, I'm, she
1: did.
2: But I'm just saying you could sort of give them a yes, pass that she was not, a bit out she of context. wasn't dressed. She wasn't in a as, uniform. She yes. wasn't dressed as Black Widow.
1: No. <laughs> Anyway, she wasn't dressed as much in that film, from what I recall. But um, Sorry,
2: what was the name again? I'm just—it's called Under the under
1: Skin. <laughs> I wouldn't. Skin. Uh, it's I... actually
0: quite a good movie. Mm. Really good movie. Mm. It's one. It's low budget sci-fi, and it's obviously one that she's done because she didn't need the money. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Just like the script or the story, and she's gone with it. Yeah. And I like when actors are willing. Oh, to I, do like that. Do, I like it when I like when big name actors are willing to go do. A cheap production. Like Guy Pearce going back to
1: Neighbours for the finale. Yeah. There you go. So good. I I loved Uh, all these people online going, wow, Guy Pearce really stole the show. It's like, of course he did. That's why he's not in Neighbours anymore, because he was a good actor.
2: You say this. What I kind of loved about it was he went straight into soap opera acting, and it was so good for it, because it's like – you know how good an actor he is, and he just went into this kind of like very yeah. soap opera style kind of like cheesy acting. But it's a specific type of it acting is. which is really yeah. great and um, and so enjoyable because it's like I don't know. I'd forgotten how kind of cheesy soap acting can be, but they just still do it just exactly the same. When not, I've apparently.
0: never been in, into soap operas apart from Santa Barbara. I used to watch. I was addicted to Santa Barbara. But, but Santa Barbara was on another level.
2: <laughs> just, just quickly before we go back onto to but it's like there was one scene as well in the neighbours finale where apparently Holly Valance and um uh, Natalie and Brillier happened to be available on the same day oh, in the yeah, same saw city. Because you yeah, this scene. And basically someone on the street sends this thing to the WhatsApp group or whatever for Ramsey Street, and one of them goes like uh oh sorry, just a notification from my old street I used to live on, it's like, I just got that notification too. I also leave in room yeah. 3725, here. you know, and they just go and chat with each and other. And
1: then they, they send and a video <laughs> message together and they obviously <laughs> and that realize. And video message on. is
2: on a package of video messages yeah. which is meant to have been sent, like, because because he contacted all the old people who yeah. couldn't make it back for this historic moment when loads of houses are being sold up and stuff. And it's got them together. Like, they would have had to have taken that that afternoon and then sent it straight to him. He would have had to have edited it in. You know, it's just...
1: And it, the idea is they're sending video messages to someone's wedding. But then they obviously remembered that Natalie and Imbruglia's character did not meet either of those characters. No, they mention it. So, yeah, well, that's what I mean. So she sort of says, oh, right. well, I didn't know either of you, but I'm going to record <laughs> this video as well. And you're like, oh, OK, fine. Anyway, that's <laughs> yeah. neighbors for you. Met, yeah, Neighbours for you. Yeah, literally, we just met last scene.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's Neighbours. Well, any any other things? I mean, we could talk about Michelle Nichols all day, but uh, any other specific bits you want to call out, guys, before we wrap up? There was up? another
0: nice story George came out with this week, and it was talking about uh, the funeral of his dad, and Michelle was invited because she's a close friend of his, and... She witnessed a lot of these Japanese Americans handing envelopes over to him. And she asked afterwards, like, what's going on? I don't understand. And he, exp- and he goes, oh, it's, it's a Japanese tradition called then, where the guests help pay for the cost of the funeral.
2: It's amazing.
0: And all yeah. that. Mm. And she went, oh, and I didn't know. I'd never heard of that before. And the following day, received a cheque for $500 for her. Right. Her towards helping towards the
2: yeah. funeral. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, I never got the pleasure I, of meeting her at a con or anything. No, but I did like, The fact that she seemed, everyone said how much she was there for fans and how, like, yeah. you know, when the, all those fan productions she appeared in as well. Lords. Which, which yeah. are amazing. Uh, I just want to leave it on one just random moment. It just so happened because I was taking out a clip again for this week's radio show for um, David Warner and I picked the dinner scene from um, Star Trek 6 which is just such a masterpiece yeah. and it just I've recently been watching The Crown and it just reminds me of every uncomfortable diplomatic meeting <laughs> that everman had and basically from the Klingon's perspective they're sat across from Hitler like that's how uh, Kirk is seen in the Klingon Empire he's yeah. the biggest war criminal going Yeah, uh, and there's this such a tense moment and um when I was listening back to the clip editing in, you get the bit where uh, Michelle just gets this lovely light moment in this very intense scene where she goes, "Go, oh, um, are you into Shakespeare?" And you see this kind yeah, of just like he's... worms coming out of his face, and just uh, yeah. And it's just again, it speaks to the fact that she was underwritten for; uh, she didn't get enough scenes by far in any episode. But when she did appear, uh, she just steal the scene with a little comedic moment, or you know, just or a a, a lovely bit of dialogue. I,
0: I, th- I, I don't think it's just the fact that she's a black woman. I think it's testament to her acting ability. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah How anyway. much she's looked at as being one of the main characters of TOS. Oh, completely. That's just as being a central character. Yeah. Because she was seriously underused, and even in the movies, she's underused. Yeah.
2: And also, like, just to put a button on it, you know, to spend two years of your life on a show past when you were going to leave. And I'm sure she enjoyed it. I'm sure there were some lovely moments on set and everything uh, and in the films and everything else. But to essentially, uh, in that moment, agree to sacrifice at least a year of your life, you know, the show's still going to go on for for a cause, for, for not just you, for everyone else who's uh, not been as fortunate as you in that moment, everyone else uh, who's had the struggles you've had. And to do that is such a powerful symbol and something which, um, yeah, I think is... Absolutely. It, amongst everything else worth remembering.
1: That's it. And I think, you know, we've talked about what a great actress she was and her contributions to Star Trek and everything like that. Um, and the legacy there and everything. She was but... also
0: brought in by NASA's... Uh capacity uh, yeah. to promote getting women astronauts.
1: Well, that's that ties in exactly to what I was going to say, that I think her greatest legacy is something that she talked about a lot at conventions, is she would talk about the number of people who came up to her and said, you know, I've become an actress, I've become a scientist, I've become an astronaut because of you, because of your character. Yeah. And, you know, that's just incredible for anyone to achieve, And she she will never be forgotten for that or for anything else that she did. So uh, I think we'll yeah, I think we'll leave it there because you know as we said we don't yeah indeed we we don't have anything we can add to it, but we wanted to to talk about it. You know, it's yeah. It's a huge loss to the Star Trek universe. And um, I think, in a lot of ways, George Takei's become sort of like the patriarch of the Star Trek universe. And if that's the case, then Nichelle Nichols was certainly the matriarch of it. So yeah, I'm sorry, yes. it's, We have lost a legend. Will Kate, now, will
0: Kate now be the matriarch?
1: I would imagine so, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... You know, David go. Kate
0: says that she was inspired to take up back
1: Exactly. Her by Nichelle. You know, go go watch your pull out some original series episodes and enjoy Nichelle Nichols's performance. And we'll be back pull next week. The
0: original movies.
1: Yeah. Fingers crossed we'll be talking about Way of the Warrior. So um yeah. <laughs>
0: Hopefully Way of the Warrior real
1: next week
2: yeah yeah i mean the amount of uh hate mail we're getting from the klingon empire uh, this.
1: The, there's the, a diplomatic just, had incident had i'm telling enough. you but yeah um i won't do our usual plugs and everything so it's not that kind of episode but yeah thanks for trekking with us this time we'll see you next time on the re-track
2: and in frequency closer